Welcome to the Heal Podcast for all things related to Lyme disease and other chronic illnesses. I'm Mimi McLean, Mama Five, founder of Lyme 360 and a Lyme warrior. Tune in each week to hear from doctors, health practitioners, and experts to hear about their treatments, struggles, and triumphs to help you on your healing journey. I'm here to heal with you. Before we get started with the podcast, I wanted to talk to you about what is in your personal care products and cosmetics. What you put on your skin, which is your largest organ, is just as important as what you consume. Your body immediately absorbs what is on the skin. But did you know that there is limited regulation in the personal care industry? And the last law that was passed was 1938. So the chemicals and ingredients in your products have not been tested for human safety. So for those of you struggling with your health, it is super important to use clean products. Eight years ago, I started using Beauty Counter for my cosmetics and personal care products. They are the leaders in clean, safer products that work. Beauty Counter has done the research and taken the guesswork out of what is safe. Go to lime360.com forward slash beauty counter to learn more. Reach out to me at mimi at lime360.com if you want to learn more or find out what my favorite products are. Welcome back to Lime 360. This is your host, Mimi McLean, and today we have a special guest, Oz Garcia, and he is recognized as the world's leading authority on healthy aging. As a nutritionist to the stars, Oz is the go-to nutritionist of A-list celebrities and Fortune 100 CEOs. His unique and customized approach to nutrition and anti-aging, coupled with more than 30 years of experience, has made Oz one of the most recognizable names in the industry. He has lectured all over the world and has been a pioneer of the study of nutrition and anti-aging. Oz is the best-selling author of four books, The Food Cure for Kids, The Balance, Look and Feel Fabulous Forever, and Redesigning 50, The No Plastic Surgery Guide to 21st Century Age Defiance. He has also been voted Best Nutritionist by New York City Magazine and is frequently called upon by some of the most respected names in the medicine and news media for his up-to-the-minute views on nutrition and its role of aging and longevity. Oz has been featured in prestigious publications like Vogue, L, Travel and Leisure, W Magazine, and the New York Times. He has also made numerous network and cable television appearances, including NBC's The Today Show, CBS Morning Show, Good Morning America, ABC 2020, 48 Hours, The View, The Doctor, Access Hollywood, and Fox News. You can find more information about Oz at ozgarcia.com. To get my Detox for Lyme checklist, go to lime360.com forward slash detox checklist. Oz, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely thrilled, Mimi. Thank you. We've known each other for a long time. I think over 20 years. It was before I think I even had kids. (laughs) But you are the go-to person for gadgets and anti-aging and biohacking, which is great for people also who have Lyme because we're trying to outsmart our immune system and kind of get it, you know, optimal. So I'm excited to talk to you today about that and what things that we can be doing to helping the damage that, I know I've worked with you closely about this, helping the damage that Lyme has caused. I think you gave me an analogy once of Lyme is almost like termites, like even once it's gone, it's left damage. And so just trying to correct that damage and optimize your health. Right. As I recall, it's kind of like termites invade your house. You get the exterminators to come in. You get rid of the termites, but you wouldn't think to go up the stairs. Yes. There is that accrued damage that you now need to undo. Right. And that's what I want to talk to today about. Like, even if you're 
lime is gone or even if it's not, but just to correct the damage that it's causing for the rest of the body. No question about it. One of the mistakes that, that we often make is thinking that we live somewhat outside of the natural order of things. And we don't. We're animals. We're primates. We're subject to all the laws of nature. We are born like animals and we will die just like everything organic that passes through. So like any animal that can get wounded in the wild, let's say, even though we're, we're civil to the extent that we are, if you do go out in the woods, if you do go out to you know, different areas of, of Long Island and the Northeast and now parts of, of, of the Midwest, you can pick up any kind of illness that's being carried by any insect and certainly limes. So it's confounding because we, we think that because we're human and we, we've got such a sophisticated institution of, of medicine that it can be solved. And what we find out is that like many things that are occurring, certainly now in time, it's not that easy to solve after all. Some of us may be able to get over a tick bite and get on doxycycline and in two weeks or in a month, it's over. For many people, that's just the beginning of the horror story. From there on end, you know, you're dealing oftentimes with the way that Lyme's triggers different mechanisms within our body that should turn off, but they don't. Inflammatory systems, inflammation within the brain, inflammation within our organs, inflammation within our joints, and they can go on for extended periods of time. So the suffering continues way after the Lyme has been controlled, or many people not. So the solutions are typically if you go through the medical funnel, let's say, you're going to wind up with very powerful combinations often of of antibiotics to try and get at every level of infection within your body. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And we know, we do know, it's not like we now know, but we've known for quite a while that the cure sometimes itself can then leave in its wake a tremendous amount of damage to doxycycline, which is the drug of choice for dealing with a primary Lyme infection is also known to cause its own inflammatory damage in the aftermath of using it. So for many people that do get chronic Lyme, it's, well, what, what am I dealing with here? Do I still have Lyme? And often go on a second course of doxycycline and then another antibiotic may be added on and it'll continue in that way. What we know then is that you're going to suffer the consequences of long-term antibiotic use. And we should talk about that too. What does that mean? And how do you then go on an antibiotic protocol at the same time, try and maintain your body's health and well-being while it's trying to get rid of this infection. Yes. Sounds like a plan. If you go to most doctors with a Lyme test positive, they're not going to suggest that you do certain things on a parallel track that I would recommend immediately, which is, of course, you need to get on probiotics and prebiotics. Now, we understand that the role of prebiotics, and I'll talk about that in a moment, may be as critical as the role of probiotics in maintaining a strong immune response while you're on the antibiotics themselves to deal with the Lyme. What happens when you go on an antibiotic? Well, antibiotics are kind of not discriminating in terms of any infection that our body's going to get. So it will go after the primary infection, in this case, Lyme, but it's going to go after a lot of the bacteria in our bodies, which we need. 
Most of the bacteria that's in our bowel actually regulates about 60, 70% of the overall immune response, the way that our white blood cells, our natural killer cells, the different systems that control inflammation in our body express themselves based on the bacteria that's in your colon, all 30 feet of it. Mm -hmm. So if you're taking an antibiotic that is as powerful as doxycycline in any of the medications that are in that category, you're going to decimate the bacteria in your colon. So that bacteria itself, that environment is called a microbiome. And you also have a layer of bacteria in the surface of your skin too. That constitutes another line of defense. And as you're going through the weeks of being on these antibiotics, depending on the person, it may be that you can trigger chronic Lyme's just by being on the course of antibiotics, depending on your genetic makeup, epigenetics, we'll talk about that. You may be somebody who's more susceptible to once your microbiome is taken down or substantially destroyed, you now are defenseless. Your immune system cannot respond and cannot turn on or off the systems that need to shut off. So oftentimes you may wind up with the side effects, which we now know of doxycycline, let's say of joint problems, where your joints are hurting you, you've got brain fog, you're exhausted. These are are known effects of Lyme, but also of the antibiotic itself. And And if you're left kind of wiped clean of your probiotics, the bacteria that should be in you, then you've got an additional problem. Now you're, you've got a mechanism that should be controlling how well you repair your recovery and so on, completely gone. So not only do you need to kill off the bad guys, but you need to reinfect yourself almost continually with a multitude of probiotics, you know, and for that matter, prebiotics, the material that you would consume that allows the bacteria to adhere to the walls of your bowel and to actually rebuild the bacteria in the surface of, of, of your skin, which believe it or not, has a lot to do with immune response internally and so on. So like SIBO, you hear a lot of people have SIBO from taking too many antibiotics for too long. That's correct. It's like an overgrowth and then they have that, all those issues. Well, not only that, with SIBO, you may have because of how you've been destabilized for whatever reasons, you know, bad quality diet, some aspects of how you've been raised, your genetics, how you're built, you know, your physiology. Certainly, if you've been on long-term antibiotics, and maybe I would implicate to some degree some probiotics taken the wrong way, what you got is you got to spill over into a part of your colon where bacteria shouldn't be. And then you wind up with a very serious infection in that case too. So how do you deal with SIBO? Right? Different doctors have different approaches, but one of the approaches is, again, go back on antibiotics. So mm-hmm. you can complicate you can complicate your situation in so many ways in terms of both the original infections themselves and secondarily the cure. Right. Because my daughter had it and we did it not use antibiotics. We used a whole other kind of protocol of herbs and rebuilding okay, through food. Good for her. And what we now know, like I said before, is maintaining the integrity of your bowel, your small intestine, your large intestine, is really key to fighting off any disease whatsoever, any pathogen. Again, we could go on an arc all the way from something, quote unquote, as simple as a yeast infection to getting you know bit by Lyme to food poisoning, on and on and on to COVID. So there's much that has to be said for 
maintaining a very powerful microbiome in terms of how well you're protected against any number of infections in the environment or how strong will you be if you get infected. Right. Now, I know I've been reading a lot and I know you believe this, that the microbiome is directly connected to your brain and your brain health. And when I think of you, I always think of you as like optimal brain health. Like that's what you love to focus on. You have lots of things in your tool chest, like from supplements to gadgets. So I would love for you to dive into focusing on like what you can do if you have brain fog or if you've been affected by your microbiome to help your brain health. And also with aging, right? Like we lose a lot from aging from our brain health. So what can we be doing to help that? So it's called the, uh, the, the brain gut axis, or some people say the, the gut brain axis. There's bacteria that you can take on a daily basis. I'm just going to throw this out. So we're going to go horizontal for a moment before I go through kind of like a stack of protocols that work really well. One of the products that I love a lot that tends to normalize the signaling between your gut and your brain is called Target X. Target X is a very unique blend of probiotics that tend to make you think better. And it's very easy to uh, purchase. You can get it on Amazon. So Target X is one of the easiest ones for children that are having difficulty in school. Uh, certainly young adults are suffering from any number of problems from ADD to ADHD. And then as you and I get older, how it is that you're dealing with an aging brain. So to deal with an aging brain and be able to maintain relevance, that you're able to think as well at 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, and beyond, if, 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 if we make it, as you did in your 20s and 30s, depends on any number of things. I think that we have to begin with the basics. The most important thing of all, and it's become even more important to me as, I, as I've gotten older, is, of course, sleep. So there we could talk, you know, like for hours. There's so many people that are talking about sleep now. You know, Matt Walker, with his terrific book on sleep, you know, his brain, one of the smartest people out there and a specialist on sleep. He's been on Peter Atia. He's been on Andrew Huberman's show talking a lot about the role of sleep in our lives and how it is that you can improve it. So unless you're getting eight to nine hours of sleep on a daily basis and in a way quantify it, you're not going to repair immunologically as well as you want to, one, Number two is your brain's going to age quicker. So one of the tools, since you brought that up, is to see how well you sleep and to improve on it is called the Aura Ring, right? So the Aura Ring hooks up to an app and it measures everything that's going on while I'm sleeping. It actually can measure what's going on during the daytime too, if I want that. I have a very good idea already in terms of how many calories I burn, how much exercise I need to do. We'll get to that also. But what I want to know is what's going on with my sleep. So we've got different stages in terms of our sleep that we need to measure and improve on. One of them is called HRV, heart rate variability. Heart rate variability, without trying to get too complicated, is the variance between when blood is being drawn into the heart and out. And individuals that are extremely stressed out from work, lack of of adequate rest, poor diets, maybe not exercising properly, that when they go to sleep, sleep itself may not be all that reparative, all that repairing in terms of how much their day affects them. So their HRV levels is something that's really important to me. The higher the HRV, the better off you are, the likelier you're going to be in terms of living longer, better. 
And it's amazing when people come in that think that they're doing really well and their HRV scores are terribly low. And how do you improve on that? So for anybody who's interested in, in actually dealing, let's say, with Lyme in convalescence from just about any illness at all, you have to have a way to measure, is your sleep actually working for you? So you want to measure deep sleep. And that's a really tough one too. Most people don't know that within the eight to nine hours of sleep that they get, a certain portion of that has to be deep sleep. A certain portion has to be REM, rapid eye movement. That's where we consolidate memories. We're doing a lot of our dreaming. And then the, the rest of it is, is like sleep. The thing about the aura ring that I like is it actually shows your body temperature, HRV, REM, deep, how many times you even move in your bed. So if, you're, if your day has not been an, an especially good one, it's going to show up in quality of sleep. And when you get out of bed in the morning, whether or not you're well-rested and prepared for your day. So measuring uh, what's going on with your sleep separate from quality of sleep itself, that has to become a superpower. You need to be embedded a certain time, almost the same time every day. Our rooms have to be almost like a bear cave. You know, everything darkened out, no lights. Everything has to be taped over. If you've got any kind of devices where little lights are on, all of that blacked out. I also tend to wear a mask. And that helps me kind of go into my space. I like to listen to stories at night. So sometimes I'll have an app. I'll have my um, Alexa from app. Just tell me a nighttime story. And typically it's a, a book from Audible. I'll fall asleep somewhere in there. Many people also that have difficulty sleeping or staying asleep, I would recommend highly this particular device. It's going to look a little clunky, but called an ebb. Now ebb goes onto your forehead like this. Mm -hmm. Looks almost like one of the virtual devices, but it gets extremely cold and Mm -hmm. you fall asleep with it or it'll turn off by itself. Now what happens is it cools down the frontal cortex. So for people with anxiety, if you have difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep, The cooling down of the frontal cortex, the front part of the brain, actually will induce deep sleep, will calm you down. Sometimes for different people that I work with, I'll recommend it if they're having an anxiety attack, if they're having anxiety. You can put it on, do a meditation, put your earbuds on, listen to something while you're cooling the frontal cortex. And within about 20 minutes, half an hour, you're out. You don't even remember what you were anxious over. So sleep, I think, is absolutely critical to healing and being able to get back. We do know what a battle that's been at times in terms of getting better, right? Yeah, especially for Lyme. That's one of the, I think, symptoms that people have a hard time staying asleep, right? In the middle of the night from like three to five, I spent the last six years awake. Unbelievable. That's the worst of all. It's awful. What um, You had another device you were showing me right before we jumped on. That was the PEM for sleeping. Yes. Let me grab that one. It's called Weltis. Now, Weltis looks like a, a headband, and it's a PEMF device, a pulse electromagnetic force. And it charges up by taking a little unit out that comes inside the band itself. It runs off nap, and it gives you different settings. So for sleep, for quiet mind, for reducing cortisol, during the day, especially if I have a very demanding long day, I'll just put it on for reducing stress. I'll just put it right around my neck like that. 
And I'm aware that I'm a lot clearer and a lot calmer at nighttime. And it's very rare now that this happens that I don't fall asleep. But if, if that's a problem, I'll put my setting on sleep, put it on right around my neck. Same thing. Some people like to put it on this way, kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that'll hit the different parts of the brain that actually begin to shut you down. So the PEMP device itself, I have, I have a large one called Halo, H-A-E-L-O. And it looks like a big giant football <laughs> that's attached by a wire to the power device itself. And I'll put that on my stomach, put that on my chest, put that on my back. I'll do three sessions with it of about 15 to 20 minutes each. And that's a massive PEMP device. But it, 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 these are really light. These are very gentle devices in terms of what you feel. So people expect to feel something right away, expect to feel some sort of feeling from it, but you really don't. What it is is the after effects in terms of tranquility, calmness, better clarity overall. So these devices, the PEMP devices themselves, the Halo, the Weltus, are critical in terms of external exogenous devices that you can use to actually get your brain to perform better. If you're on a path towards optimization, if you want to have greater autonomy, yes, there are supplements that you got to take, there are ways that you have to manage your practices every day in terms of when you get up, what it is that you're going to do and so on. But at the same time, you've got to be progressing a little bit every day. James Clear is probably my hero in this area. He wrote a book called Atomic Habits. Clear is probably one of the world's greatest authority in building healthy habits. Guy was in, in high school, loved to play baseball, was about to go up and play for the team. And the guy in front of him lost control over his bat, which went right into James' skull and cracked it wide open. James wound up, obviously, in a very serious convalescent period. And during that time, he knew that what he wanted to do was play ball again someday, which he finally did do. And the way that he did it is explained pretty much in Atomic Habits. It's not like Atomic Habits, but it's more like little tiny things. What can, what can you do every day so that you're improving by, by percent every single day? And he wound up being voted most valuable player when he graduated college. He didn't go on to play ball. He went on to actually teach about how to cultivate these habits and practices. And the rest of it is, is just history. It's all over YouTube. I can't recommend them enough. In terms of getting better from limes and just about anything that, that we may be concerned with in these days is being exposed almost continually to good news. Quite a while ago, I stopped at myself and I recommended this to just about everybody that I work with that's dealing with Lyme's disease. And again, other problems that they may be encountering with their health to not watch TV news, uh, to try and avoid news at all costs, certainly at night before you go to bed, and to avoid watching TV before you go to bed. The effects are extremely destabilizing. I've got my own opinion about journalism, regardless, and how it is that just picking up a newspaper, by the time you're done with it, it leaves you in, in a place where you're not as strong. There are different chemicals in your brain that are being affected that seem to work in your favor or not. And those chemicals that you need that should be working for you psychoimmunologically in terms of maintaining your, your states of mind 
in the right place are affected by being exposed to news, especially bad news all day long. So taking a break from the digital world in that regard, I think is really key to actually improving your health. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, you had also mentioned when we spoke about BioCybernaut, I think that's what it's called, for neurofeedback. Right. I was looking about on that online and it looks like you have to go there. That's correct. Um, so is there any kind of neurofeedback that you would recommend or the benefits similar to neurofeedback that you could do from home? Sure. This is actually a neurofeedback device. It's called Muse. Looks like this. How do you spell it? M-E- M-U-S-E? S-E, okay. Muse. This is the Muse S. There are different ones. There's Muse 1, Muse 2, Muse S. So Muse S is more for sleeping, but you can use it anytime during the day to actually go into a deep meditative state. So it is neurofeedback in that it's like a portable EEG machine. It will give you feedback on your app in terms of the brain waves that you're falling into. This works two ways. One is if you were to do something like BioCybernaut, or a course called 40 Years of Zen, you're going to work real hard at controlling your brain waves and to get into the brain waves that typically a Zen monk would fall into after studying and practicing Zen meditation for decades. Except that when you use a muse, you don't have to go away to these courses. It would be terrific. I think for anybody that's looking to get their brain online to do a course like BioCybernaut or 40 Years of Zen. But Muse, I love. I do it. I use it every day. And it actually allows you to control what's going on with the voice in your head. So just by doing the exercises that Muse is continually throwing your way while you're wearing it, you could do it for 10 minutes. You could do it for two to three hours. You could just fall asleep with it. This is one of the best you know, feedback devices that there are. That's right. Now, how do you keep track of all like what you're supposed to do every day? Do you have like a little sheet check mark? Like I did this, this, this. Do you no, wake up and have a routine? You got to have a morning routine. And I'll ask everybody, like, what's your morning routine? What do you do? Right. You know, like, like if it's like, well, I get up, I kind of go to the bathroom, I have a cup of coffee, Mom. you know, and I, you know, <laughs> no, it's kind of like things are not going to go well this day. The mornings have to be your setup. So that you can punt the rest of the day, unless you've got your morning routines down, you pay a price. So Mm -hmm. for me, it's I'm up. I start to boil water so that I can make my tea. And I immediately put on a meditation by Sam Harris. I think the Sam Harris app is phenomenal. It's called Waking Mm -hmm. Up. So you don't really need a meditation. I mean, you could just listen to him talk for 10 minutes And you do it every day. And I've done already, I don't know, about 3,000 minutes worth of listening to Sam Harris. So you're doing stuff while you're listening to it? Or or are you sitting in a chair and just kind of just focusing on it? I'll sit. I'll be drinking my my matcha. Mm -hmm. I'll listen to that for 10 minutes. Then I begin my my breathing routine. So I'll do Wim Hof. That could easily take Wim Hof. Same thing. You could download the the app, W-I-M-H-O-F. He's got, you know, breathing challenges, breathing exercise protocols. So uh, he's also on YouTube, you know, teaching you how to do his breathing approach. There's one show with him and Joe Rogan, which I think is terrific. And that's where I would begin. Is that the same thing as the heart map? Like the same kind of idea? Kind of, yeah. Heart math is terrific because you've got a little device that you're looking at. Um, in fact, I've got two of them here where what you're looking to do is coordinate your breathing 
by making a dot, an LED dot, move up and down in this little device that looks like a big, big matchbox. I like that a lot. And for people that are just starting out, trying to get a meditative practice off the ground, heart math, I think, is terrific for the price. And secondarily, to just start to get some control over where your thinking's going. So the point is to get breathing going in the morning. And that could be easily 20 minutes to 45 minutes of my morning. After that, it's exercise. So you have to have your exercise routine, whatever it may be. I'm a little bit older now. It used to be that, that I would run. Yeah, you ran a lot. Yeah, a lot. A lot of races, a lot of marathons, a lot of ultra marathons. I've been a runner for 40 years. So now what I'm doing is as I'm rebuilding my back and my sports injuries, I've got kind of like a home equinox set up. And every day I do different ways of, of working out so that the focus that I had for many years on just it being aerobic, it's kind of like people fall into two camps. It's kind of like anaerobic, do weights, you know, this is the only way to go and runners suck or runners have the whole other point of view, which is like, you know, people that are using the machines and the weights are just muscle heads and what do they know? And they don't get the, the endorphin high. Well, actually it's not true. By doing breathing exercises every morning, I get the endorphin hit that I want. These are different chemicals that you produce in your brain that actually keep you cool and calm, clear-headed, and they're kind of related to cannabinoids, interestingly enough. The body itself, the human body, in fact, most mammal bodies, but, but certainly primate bodies, have a cannabinoid system wrapped around the nervous system itself, which is equally as sophisticated as the nervous system, probably why it is that we do so well with CBD and different compounds that are found in cannabis. So that's a podcast for another time. But certainly when you do get into exercises where you're doing a lot of deep breathing, you're triggering that part of the cannabinoid system that keeps you very clear, focused, and reduces anxiety. And this is really important if you're dealing with Lyme, if you're recuperating from Lyme, right? Once I've, I've finished my exercise routines, then it's debatable whether I'm going to do an ice bath or not. I'd say about three, four mornings a week. I either do cryo, all mm -hmm. right? So cryotherapy is where you, you step into a big tank. There yep. are many different cryotherapy destinations, just about every major city. Equinox in the city has some. There's a couple of them not too far from my home. So you step into something that looks like a big giant beer can and your whole body goes into it. The temperatures drop to minus 300 degrees for three minutes with nitrogen gas. And when you come out, it's like the greatest rush on earth. There's a lot to be said for that in terms of controlling inflammation, how it improves brain function. There's a lot of evolutionary data that seems to indicate that periodic exposure to cold, extreme cold, seems to make the brain develop itself a little bit more. There's an enzyme that we produce called BDNF, brain-derived nootropic factor. And there's also dendrite uh, nootropic factor. These are enzymes that make you build more brain, more neurons, healthier neurons. And so cold seems to precipitate the production of BDNF. So if you want to think better, cryotherapy periodically, I'll do an ice bath. This is not the easiest thing in the world. Do you do that in your, in your, in your apartment? I'll do it in my house. I'll go down to uh, the local drugstore. I'll go to the supermarket. I'll get 40 pounds of ice. Sounds like a lot. Yeah. I throw that into the tub, uh, fill it up with a little bit of water, and then I'll get in. I'll get in from anywhere from one to 20 minutes. It takes years to build up to that. 
But I got to tell you, in terms of recovering from exercise, when you're really down, if your mood is just in the dumps and you can't pull out, and maybe your supplements are not working, if you're on a medication, an SSRI med, and that's not kicking in properly, the extreme cold makes a, a phenomenal difference, as does extreme heat. Mm-hmm. There's a brilliant podcaster, Rhonda Patrick. She's got a terrific show called Found My Fitness. And uh, you'd have to like cycle back to an episode probably about a year ago where she interviews a really great thinker. And I can't think off the top of my head which university is associated with where they study the effects of extreme heat, saunas, infrared and regular saunas on depression, mm-hmm. where, where you'll do a sauna every day for about an hour, you know, with breaks, 20 minutes, break, 20 minutes, break, and so on over the course of several weeks. And they can actually measure the improvement in serotonin, melatonin, quality of sleep, the kind of questionnaires that they use so that they can measure what's going on with you emotionally and how you score. Saunas, I think, are terrific for controlling inflammation, certainly inflammation within the brain that may lead to depression, poor quality thinking. Mm -hmm. All right. So then if you mix them both up, if you do extreme cold and extreme heat, then you've got a remarkable bundle in terms of how you can control what's going on with your brain. So there are different centers here that have infrared saunas with cryo, or you can go to a traditional Russian bathhouse on a Sunday afternoon where I'll meet my buddies. You sit in the, uh, the banya, which is essentially an oven. It's set at about 200 degrees uh, Fahrenheit, sweat for 15 minutes, run out of there, go into the ice cold plunge, and then go sit down and catch your breath and repeat that a few times. You'll have the best day of your life. And for days after that, the inflammatory control is remarkable. Improvement in sleep, control over anxiety, moods, et cetera, is is pretty uh, spectacular. That's great. So I know you had a couple other, like there was a ball there that I saw you bring in. What what other gadgets do you have there that we haven't talked about? So so this is Hyperice. Hyperice is a company that makes different kinds of devices that actually cause very extreme pulsing deep tissue massage without getting a massage therapist. So once this turns on, it's pulsing at about 30,000 times per minute and it becomes its own massage machine. Also, when you're dealing with recovery and you can't get a massage therapist to come to you or you're aching all over, uh, using this particular device is really quite remarkable. For people that have chronic back aches, chronic neck pain, you can put this on your couch and just lean your, your neck into it, or your back into it. Hyperice makes rollers besides this, and it also makes a pulsing gun, and I'll show you that one too. These are really critical hacking, biohacking devices. The pulse one is a gun. Looks like a gun. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen this one. Same thing. This isn't a massage gun. This is a pulsating device. Sounds ridiculous. It's kind of like, well, what's the difference? The pulsing itself is extremely deep. And in terms of recovery, sometimes in the morning, this will be part of my morning routine also. So after I do my exercise and or before my ice bath, I'll do every square inch of my body with the gun. What's that, what's that brand? This is also Hyper Ice and it's called Hyper Volt. Okay. Right. So for anybody who's in recovery, 
going through treatment protocols, getting blood flowing is critical. And if you're not going to do an ice bath, using the hyper ice ball or the hyper bowl, I think is critical in terms of getting adequate massage that you can give yourself. Right? Mm-hmm. The other thing that I would recommend, there, there's so many things you and I could spend another hour or two here very easily, are the cocoon headsets. Now, these are my favorite because if I'm doing a meditation with Muse, I've got Muse on my forehead, and then I'll listen to it through this headset. Okay? Think about Cocoon is it fits beautifully against your head. It's got little readers on the inside that can tell when you fall asleep. So you can use this for meditation. You can use this if you want to go to sleep, you want to listen to a story, you want to listen to a podcast, Audible. It is amazing in that you don't feel it at all. And like I said, it will turn off the app once it knows that you're asleep. So it knows when you fall asleep. Cocoon is terrific. Very, very cool. Spelled K-O-K-O-O-N. Now, one of the things that happens often when you're in recovery is you begin to lose energy and you suffer a lot because of that. There's damage that's done to the mitochondria in your cells. Mitochondria are engines that burn sugar, glucose, and fat to produce fuel, ATP, part of what's called the Krebs cycle. Every little muscle cell has thousands of mitochondria. Mitochondria, by the way, interestingly enough, were bacteria that migrated into human cells way before there were human beings and created a symbiotic relationship where they would get fuel food from the organism that it invaded. And at the same time, it would then process that particular fuel and produce energy for the organism that was housing it. So this tells you the damage that antibiotics can cause also to energy systems within the body. Mitochondria will not fire off properly. So we'll talk about a couple of quick products here that I think uh, should be taken to actually improve mitochondrial function so that as you're dealing with the drag on your energy, just, just from Lyme, just from being sick or a flu and so on, what can you take to actually maintain energy levels? One of the things that, that I recommend is immediately get on a protocol to build your lungs and maintain good lung power so that you're not losing oxygen to your muscles and your cells. Right? That's where the breathing exercises come in in the morning. This is a device called Aerofit. Mm-hmm. Right? You can get this on Amazon too. This is used primarily to make an athlete stronger, like an, N- an NFL player last longer. It looks like a mouthpiece from NASA. Looks like that. Right? Turn it on. You see a little green light go on. Mm-hmm. goes in your mouth. Mm-hmm. And then it has different settings on either side. Right? And it runs off an app. So this will test your lung capacity. So I can do a lung test every day. Morning, afternoon, before workout, after workout. I've got a good idea as to more or less what, what I'm capable of doing at this point. So my lung capacity is not all that far off from where I may have been about 30 years ago. But the device will also take you through different exercises, beginner, intermediate, expert. Mm-hmm. And it kind of mimics the kind of breathing that you would have to exert 
if you were throwing a football, if you were jogging, if you were bicycling, if you were bicycling uphill, if you were running, if you were running on a flat surface, if you were going through a park course and so on. So you can set the device to actually do that. And it also has the capacity to rebuild brain function in ways that I never would have bet on. So I rarely miss a day where I don't use it. So I'll do five minutes and some days I'll do five minutes in the morning, five minutes at night. You do sleep better with it. It also calms you down tremendously. So not that it calms you down so that you can't work, but it calms you down so that you can actually think better. Okay. Right? In that regard. So this is another biohacking device. I did want to point out. And we've gone through about a half a dozen of them. Yes. And then I, I'd love to talk about some supplements and, and some other things that, that I think are really important in the morning. Yeah. I was going to ask you, what do you, I know you love doing shakes and stuff like that in the morning. Sure. If you could talk about that, we have, you usually add some good stuff for the brain. Uh, I'm going to share right now. Also, so I, I did want to say that journaling is critical. Probably writing five minutes in the morning, five minutes in the evening. If it's hard for you, I would download the five minute journal and get the app. And it's primarily a gratitude journal. So it will ask you, what will you be grateful for today? And at the end of the day, what are you grateful for? What happened today? Just doing that every day and then looking back over a year is a mind blower. But to get you to focus on any number of practices that you may not do regularly also has a profound effect on shaping your, your neurochemistry. What's also referred to as neuroplasticity. So how you shape your brain to your advantage is determined by how well you practice gratitude, gratefulness, forgiveness, letting go, lovingness, meditation. But you can journal this and you'll be aware of the fact that after a while, if you do stick with the practice, you're, you're much less prone to be anxious, fearful, and you can let go of stuff a lot quicker and get back on, on what's relevant in terms of, of the subject matter right now. Mm-hmm. So that I want to point that that actually does take up about 20 minutes of my morning. So in terms of supplementation, since I don't drink coffee, I do like caffeine. So I'll have tea or I'll have in the smoothie to begin with matcha DNA green tea. So if I don't have it in, in a cup of hot tea with, uh, let's say stevia, this goes into my blender, ultra clear, you know, mm-hmm. and I'll stand by. This is uh, made primarily from rice and pea flour. Great. So it tends to be more on the vegetarian side. Well, scoop of this goes into the blender. There's a, a very important chemical that you and I need so that we have power in our muscles too. I wish I would have known more about it a while ago. It's called nitric oxide. Nitric oxide is very rich in beets, arugula. And so what it does is along with the energy produced by mitochondria, it then enforces that energy within the muscle cell. So you've got greater power. I use beetroot powder Hmm. that goes into the smoothie. This increases nitric oxide levels very quickly. Then there's a combination of citrulline, which is an amino acid made from watermelon and arginine that also increases nitric oxide. So when I mix these together, I've got a power smoothie. I'll put in a handful of blueberries. I'll put probiotics into the smoothie too. Some ice. I may use coconut water. And that's my, my morning power up. Right? I may use some MCT oil, typically, which is medium chain triglyceride, in order to get 
good power with an exceptional fat, I'll get my medium, medium chain triglyceride from coconut oil. And do you need to keep that refrigerated? No, I've got like three containers. So I keep two refrigerated. But if I'm going to use it, I'll keep it out. I mean, I'll take it out because it gets hard yeah. as stone, right? Yeah, not um, cold. But it's, it's a terrific fat in order for, again, for you to have adequate levels of fat in the morning, something that your body can burn through and sustain you throughout your workouts, throughout your day and so on. That's good. Right? So that's the morning smoothie. My diet tends to be, for the most part, extremely easy. I tend to usually skip lunch. It may be a soup, could be a squash soup, could be a bean soup. Uh, dinners are on the early side, around six o'clock, and they tend to be seafood, roasted vegetables, a really good carbohydrate, yam, squash, quinoa, temple rice. I'm getting hungry talking to you. I may throw in a handful uh, of blueberries too. So, so it's only one meal a day, pretty much. Pretty much so, yeah. So it's a smoothie, something light in the midday, and a light dinner. I do intermittent fasting where I'll just do fluids from, let's say, breakfast till the next day. I may do 20 to 24 hours at least once a week. And then there are days where I'll have a, I'll have a smoothie, I'll have a lunch, but I won't have a dinner. So essentially go to bed on an empty stomach. And that's terrific. Same thing. That causes your body to create an effect called autophagy, where in autophagy, you're replacing a lot of sick cells and just dumping them and replacing them with, with new healthy cells. Autophagy and the flip side of that is called apoptosis. And same thing. These are events that occur where you're building new cells. And you get, you're replacing dead old cells, uh, sometimes referred to as zombie cells. If you're dealing with limes, I would definitely consult with, with your doctor to see if you should be doing intermittent fasting, but I can't recommend it enough because mm -hmm. turnover in terms of, of getting rid of old bad cells and new healthier cells is done uh, really quite dramatically by doing intermittent fasting, by reducing the amount of food that you eat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is great. So much good information. I love this. Thank you so much for your time. This is so much to take in, but it's all good. I can't wait to hear it. Yes. You always have new stuff. Every time I talk to you, it's like, a, a, you know, new, I don't know where you find all your good information, but it's always. Uh, curiosity. It's a superpower. Yes. This has been, you boiled it down and made it sound so simple and broke it down for everybody. So this is great. Um, and I really, really appreciate it. Is there anything else that we've missed that we should end on? That's plenty. Okay. That's I thought so. You know, I think when you, when you put the notes up for the show, people can go through it. They can always go, you know, email you, email me or my staff and we can fill in the gaps for them. Yeah. You do have a lot of great supplements on your website as well yeah. for people. Yes. I'm still addicted to the, uh, the Vivaxel. Oh, that's like a thunderbolt in, in a packet. <laughs> I know. It's like, I, that's my coffee in the morning. I don't think I can go without that. Every oh, day. phenomenal. Mimi. It is a good thing. Anyway, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, sweetie. I'll talk to you real soon. Okay, take care. Each week, I will bring you different voices from the wellness community so that they can share how they help their clients heal. You will come away with tips and strategies to help you get your life back. Thank you so much for coming on, and I am so happy you are here. Subscribe now and tune in next week. If you want to learn how I detox and you want to check out my detox for Lyme checklist, go to lime360.com forward slash detox checklist. You can also join our community at Lyme 360 Warriors on Facebook and let's heal together. 
Thank you. 